Blog Talk Radio. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? If you like it, Scotty, but let's do this first. We are live from the proper number 12 Irish Whiskey Studio on the What's Ruining Sports Radio Network. George Rue here, Scott Isaacs in there. This is What's Ruining Hockey on the last day of February in the year of our Lord and Savior, or at least one of our Lords and Saviors, 2021. Scotty, how the fuck are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I I always forget this, and I and, and it's it's because I'm not wearing I I forgot to charge the wireless headphones. But yeah. with the new iPhone, if yeah. you gotta charge the phone and mm-hmm. use the headphones at the same time, I keep forgetting you you like need the like a splitter, you know, and just it's just annoying. Yes, That's all I that is why I have gone fully wireless with the phone, and for the mm-hmm. show I'm fully wired. And all, like, like legitimately, in my in my case, I have a Mac and I have a, a PC, so it all mm-hmm. depends on like what I'm using for the show that night. And I and I feel mm-hmm. like the um, the Mac just works better; it stays connected better than the PC does. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but if like I want to like throw on my AirPods or you know one of the '97 mm-hmm. head like wireless Bluetooth headphones I have, I can use it with that. Um, what do you think? Of, what do you think of the new show open? I like the new show open. Okay. I like it. My wife, on the other hand, says it's too long. Oh God! <laughs> She's like, I think it's too long. I think it's a, it's just it, actually the the word she said was was be less Frasier, be more Marty. 
Like, okay, I get the Frasier reference. I love the Frasier reference. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go a little overboard with this. And, like, I thought, you know, mashing up a few songs and working JFK in there or Triple yeah, JFK, Triple H in there is, is, is pretty mm-hmm. fucking good. Um, yeah, no. I, I, ah, damn. I, I don't know if it's like my eyes are going to shit, but like every fucking computer screen I'm looking at is like way too bright right now. Um, Especially fucking TweetDeck. Holy shit balls. Um, I gotta figure out how to fucking turn this down. <laughs> like, Scotty, you gotta see, man. Like, this thing is like legit, like, whoa, bright. I'm like, uh, is there a dark setting? They're like yeah, a. Seriously. Is there like my retina? Oh, there we go. Theme dark. All right. So now we can do this. Um. Now that I can actually see, like I'm legitimately I'm blinded by the light. Uh, all right. There we go. Um. So, where do we start tonight? And I feel like I can start with something that happened yesterday. As a reminder of how right I was last week and how it was exactly what I said was going to happen last week and it happened yesterday and I legit want to not like some, like there's something I like hate yesterday that happened and I just want to go off on it. Hello, New Jersey Devils. It's me. I just want to say that I said last week that you were going to do something stupid and honor Travis Ajak in the way of everybody wears his number because you people have never had an original thought with any way to do anything except for Marty mm-hmm. Rodor night to have it presented by Prudential and bring out the CEO mm-hmm. of Prudential because God knows the 19,000 people in there gave a fuck, big fuck about what that guy had to say. But, but yesterday, mm-hmm. you knew that they were going to have the fucking entire team come out wearing number 19 on their back to honor Travis Ajax 1,000 games because fuck me, tell Pittsburgh do it last week. Huh? Fuck, they're an embarrassment. They're an embarrassment to what they were 20 years ago. Well, but, okay, so so first let's start with the difference and take take away the fact of, of individually what both you and I feel about Sidney Crosby. Okay. Forget about I, the whiner with cheese, the whiner with cheese routine, and and and, and then all the other, the other stuff. No, no, that's the Ranger guy, fans who are still upset that they didn't get him. Yes, I have gotten. Guy, I have actually. I've made a one eighty on Sidney Crosby. I actually okay. appreciate him. I think he's one of the best hockey players to ever play the game. Oh, I agree with. From that perspective, I agree with you, and that's my point. He is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He he is one of the top five players currently in the National Hockey League. Mm, I don't know if I'd go top five. Top ten. Uh, 
You're actually going to ask me to think about this. Yeah, what do we consider? Do we consider the team picture to be 20? You want to go 20? Okay. Right. 20, 25. He's definitely in the team picture. Yeah, I just think. Mm-hmm. I just think like. At at his and I hate to say this because he's younger than I am, but his advanced age, and mm-hmm. the fact he's been in the league what now, fifteen years, fifteen years, something like that, yeah. Like you know, he's thirty three, but I I can legit, I wouldn't have. It would be real easy for me to pick five guys ahead of him. It would be real easy for me to pick 10 guys ahead of him. 15's a stretch. 20, I definitely wouldn't be able to do. 25, he's in there. Like, So, like, I have him mm. between, like, 10 and 20. Like, you know, that's mm. not even saying. that. I, I could sit there and, like, rank them. I could just say, like, I'll throw out 25. I'll throw out 20 names. And, mm. you know, it, to me – like, okay, where do we go? Like, would you take him mm. above X, Y, and Z? We could do this. We could push this back a little bit later on if you want to and get through, like, all the other shit. But, no, we could actually do this for next week's show and have a little bit of fun with it. And, 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 and oh, I could do it. it. Well, I could legitimately do it now. Because don't we have, like, don't we at some point have the NHL trade deadline coming up? Yes, uh, okay. April 12th. All right, we have time for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, because he, here's the thing, that. Scotty. Unless one of us mm-hmm. writes it down now, we're going to forget to do this next week. That's why I'm saying we'll okay. do this in the second half of the show. But no, good okay. idea. Okay. Because uh, uh, you know us. Is, back to the, yeah, back to the, back, the original point is, is that Krubby, Krubby is a he, – he, he is one of – you know, he's in the team picture for, for top 20 players in, in, in the league. What he's meant in the league, he saved the, he saved the franchise in Pittsburgh, blah, 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 all that other stuff. He deserves that. Yes. Show me where. And, he's, and, and me again, he's the first person in the history of the Pittsburgh Penguins to do it. Right. Okay. Show me where. Travis Zajac even deserves to be in that class? Oh, oh! I, I said to my wife yesterday, and, and I, I'll say it to your wife, too, because your wife's a Devils fan as well. Mm-hmm. I'll say it to both of you, and you both know the game pretty well, so I, I feel comfortable mm-hmm. saying this. Will you stop rooting for them when number 19's up in the, band, in the rafters before number 15? And not Jamie oh. Langenbrunner's number 15, either. Because I'm sure they would do that ahead of John McClain because we fucking still don't understand why we hate John McClain in this ownership group because we don't know why we hate John McClain. And we don't know understand that John McClain means more to the devil fan who actually still goes to games mm-hmm. than most of the other – than legitimately three of the other guys up in the rafters. Mm-hmm. To me, John McClain means more to the Devils organization, and I hate to say it, he's a good friend, and you know he's a good friend. He means more to the Devils than Ken Danico does. 
He means more to the Devils than Patrick Elias does. And he sure as fuck means a lot more to the Devils organization than the guy who did not want to be there. The New Jersey Devils have five numbers retired. Five. Uh, uh. Five. They're 38 years old. What the fuck are you, the New York Yankees all of a sudden? I right. get Brodor. I get Niedermeyer. I get Stevens. I kind of get Danico. Right. right. I don't get Eliash. I, I can I see where you're going on that one. I can see where you're going on that one. I don't get Eliash. I don't. I know that Travis Ajak is going to go up there for some godforsaken reason. That my wife legitimately said to me yesterday, "I'm done if they do that." Like the fact that John McClain's not in the Devil's Ring of Honor is embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It, 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 Look, look, let, let, let's not go there. Let, let's not, let's not go the fact that, that the guys who have left New Jersey and crossed the Hudson, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking but about it's not, I'm talking, but I'm it's talking not about like McClain. Driver went straight there. You jettisoned John McClain to San Jose because you were tired. Because Lou didn't like the fact that he said, could you please start not fucking dicking people over? Mm-hmm. Because he, John McLean saw the talent that they had at a young, that were very young, the Billy Garens, and said, hey, could you give them a fair deal so they stay? Mm-hmm. So that not every effing year... You aren't having some guy hold out that was a stud that could help you win. Uh And then Lou's like, fuck him. We will send his ass to San Jose. Fuck him. Uh And then we will get pissed off at him when he comes back. Go ahead. I, I, I just I, that this is the point. No, I'm no, asking. no, no, no. I, 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 no. I, I, I agree with I, I agree with you on Dayjack. I agree with you on Dayjack that there's that 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 this is. Listen, I, I, you, you wanna you wanna bring him to centerize or wherever you're gonna bring him. Give him the stick like everybody else does. I have no problem with that. But coming out with a number nineteen jersey on it, on it. No need. No need. No. Oh, Nico Heesher, they would have had fucking, like, fireworks or something when he came on the fucking oh, ice. That's gone back. Oh, by the way, guess what? He's not available again. He's not available again. He's hurt already. You just put the fucking C on him. He's hurt again. And Kyle Palmieri's going like he's fucking, he's... Uh, uh, Danny Lemieux and fucking Slapshot going, trade me right fucking now. Get me the fuck out of here. 
I don't care that I'm home. Get me the fuck out of this place. Because there's no way, unless you're dopey fucking Tammy Watnick, that you want to play for this team. There's no way if you're a veteran you want to play here. It's so piss poorly managed. It makes, Scotty, like the fucking anger in me towards the devil's Mm. organization. A team Mm. that I grew up rooting for. A team that I played on the ice. I've been in their locker room in the old place. The fact that they're this. My fucking mind is blown. How fucking far are they falling? They're a goddamn disgrace. And and they're in a they're they're in a very they're in a very bad. First of all, okay. First of all, let's start let's start at the top where where the guy who is the GM right now, Tom Fitzgerald, is signed to a multi year contract, but only one year as a general manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what, what is this? What is this? Is it is it the fact that listen does does Marty does Marty want to take over as the GM? I mean, is this what this is? Because if it is, you might as well just name him the GM. I don't under. I, I, I that I... doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. To me, Fitzy did such a great job at the deadline last year that mm-hmm. he deserved the job. Like the fact mm-hmm. that he said, and he didn't like what Rishiro did. And it was funny. I had this conversation today with somebody about, oh, another former devil who just cleared waivers, um, who could probably oh, help the devils out, you know. Um, now and, and could have that year they made the playoffs, you know, because, you know, you know, number one fucking center that they traded away for Sammy Vought and in. Mm-hmm. Which then led to the worst trade the Devils have ever made. Because they needed, oh, I don't know, a fucking forward who could score that they traded away for Sammy fucking Vought and in. Um. Like I thought Fitzy did a great job at not trying in Palmieri last year and, and, and saying the fact that, hey, look, he's a guy we want to build around. He's a great leader. He's this, he's that, he's that, you know. And it's like, oh, you said the wrong fucking thing in this ownership group's face. Like, oh, wait, you mean the guy who's from New Jersey who grew up coming to Devils games? The guy who, oh, I don't know, there's pictures of him and Zach Parisi on the bench when he was in high school in New Jersey and the team he played in high school for in New Jersey plays at a practice rink. You mean it could be like Todd Frazier, Derek Jeter, we could have that fucking picture? Oh, mm-hmm. wait. You mean we don't want to name him the fucking captain because he's got one year left on his deal? Does anybody in the Devils realize that without him, you're the dog shit? You're in a – listen – you're in a they're in a they're in a terrible position. They're in a terrible position. They're in a position that I don't envy being. Because if you manage to make the playoffs, which I, I don't think they will. Okay? I, I still don't think any I think the 
I am now coming to the realization that one of the four New York area teams can make the playoffs, and that's the Islanders. And that's the Islanders. Yes. I, I, and I even agree. with that, that means that Pittsburgh, Philly, or Washington don't make the playoffs. And does that not scare you if Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs? Because, oh, we know what will happen with them fucking ping pong balls. Well, listen, listen, the problem in in Pittsburgh is... They've gotten old. Well, yeah, and and, and they made it... They're the New New England Patriots of the NHL, Scott. There's no other difference. There's no other way to say it. They're the Patriots. They've gone all in to win. And at some point, you have to pay the piper. Right, and 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 they 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 made a decision once when they had to pick between Mark Andre Fleury and Matt Murray, and they Good ended decision. up they, they ended up picking Matt Murray. Because he was cheaper. It worked for them, and he wins two Stanley Cups. No, they didn't. had to do it again. No, they didn't. They won two Stanley Cups and then cut Fleur, and then let Fleury go to Vegas. That's right. That was after the yeah. first time. So they oh, won the second cup. Let Flurry right. become unprotected. Yeah, you're right. You're oh, right. I, by the way. My apologies. Yeah. I was after the second. So, so, so in theory, it doesn't work out for them. Okay? No, it didn't. Then they go and make the same mistake, sending the veteran goaltender to Ottawa mm. and trying to win with, with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmet. Mm-hmm. And what have I what have I said, George, time and time and time again? Goaltending in this league, see Tampa Bay and Andre Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. Exhibit A. You need a one. No. Makes up for a lot of mistakes. Well, here's the thing, too. No, it does. And, and Tampa Bay, to me, is the wrong example to use. Tampa Bay finally learned that you need grit and not skill. Because they play with sandpaper now. That, that's true. Right? So they play with sandpaper. Teams, you need sandpaper. You need two number one goaltenders is what teams need to start to realize. Mm-hmm. And that's what Boston's realized, but Yara Halak blows in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, um, that's what you learned last year that if you have a number one, you better have a great number one because he's going to have to play mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And you better pray that said number one doesn't come into the second part of the season training camp out of shape so that, you know, a large individual who's a goaltender um, doesn't come out of nowhere and take the job and, um, yeah, and then lose in five games in the Western Conference final. I mean, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then have your agent say how, you know, the coach is stabbing you in the back when you came in 20 pounds out of shape and really weren't good. Oh, I mean, high flower. (laughs) But in response to that, we'll get to that later. Holy shit, is he having a hell of a 
but no, but from where the fuck, Sky? This is why me and you have need a rundown, and yet we don't need a rundown because God only knows right. where the fuck this is going to go. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but, but listen. The, listen. The bottom line is, you're right. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is an aging team. They're going to have a lot of decisions to make after this year. They they are they're the only team in that division mm-hmm. that has a a a chance of making the playoffs outside of the teams that are in the top four in the division right now. And you're talking about Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. and the Islanders. Those are the top yeah. four. Yeah. Pittsburgh's the only team that has a chance of not being one of those teams out. And, yeah. and, and so if you're, if you're New Jersey right now, getting back to the original point, if yeah. you're New Jersey right now, you need to make a decision with April 12th looming on Kyle Palmieri. You need to make a decision are we going to re-sign him? If not, get an asset for him to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the – this is going to be the problem with buyers and sellers at the deadline. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly where I'm going with this, don't you? Mm-hmm. Who's got the space to do it this year? Who's not taking guys off of their – look, to make any major deal this year, Mm -hmm. right, you're going to have to make – you're going to have to make trades off of your your, your, um, 23-man roster. Because or you're gonna have to keep Yeah, or you're gonna, yeah. Like here you go. Florida has three million dollars of cap space. Carolina has two. Columbus has one point nine. The Bruins have one point nine. Um mm-hmm. Arizona's got one point six. They're I don't think they're in the playoffs. Vegas has one point one, and that's because Brayden McNabb was on L T I R and oh by the way, they should have I feel like two weeks ago I said the, the the Golden Knights should have put Robin Leonard on LTIR just for the mm-hmm. salary cap room. Yeah. The Blues have 966000 The Flyers mm-hmm. have 648000 Calgary and Toronto are both over the cap by a million bucks. Nobody. There's, There's from Anaheim down. So you have nine teams that are under. You have... Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has 144,000. Tampa Bay's over. They're going to have to start resting, guys. Vegas, remember? Yeah. Vegas is going to have to trade one of the two goalies, right? Remember that? Trade one of the two goalies. Mm-hmm. Funny how cap space works itself out. Well, well, well again, look at, look at Tampa. Look at Tampa. Tampa, everybody thought Tampa was going to have to trade Tyler Johnson and Andre Pillai or 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 Pallorn or what, and all of a sudden, you know, Kucherov gets hurt. Oh, Kucherov's going to be their savings. Yep. 
Kucherov gets hurt. They make a deal with Ottawa, sending Cedric Paquette and Braden Coburn's money to Ottawa for Marion Gabrick and Anders Nielsen. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize Gabrick's contract was still floating around the league, but it was. Yeah. You rode those three guys on LTIR, and all of a sudden you got money to re-sign Sorelli, re-sign Chernak, you know, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. You still had to have Tyler Johnson sit out game one along with Luke Shen in order to get enough cap money, theoretically, to be in cap compliance. On night one. And you're still $39,000 over. That's why guys like Luke Shen get put on waivers and get sent to the taxi squad. That's why you're seeing teams do paper transactions and send, mm-hmm. you know, this rookie and that rookie and this rookie, send them to the taxi squad mm-hmm. whenever they can or guys who are on, you know, two-way contracts so that they can get enough money mm-hmm. so they can be in cap compliance. Yep. So yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to have money to make deals at the deadline, unless these teams that they're dealing with are willing to take bad contracts off their hands or eat or eat salary money. Yeah. And I don't even think the NHL lets you eat salary cap money to affect the cap. I believe you're allowed to retain fifty percent. Or 25%. I, I don't know exactly what the number You're allowed to retain a certain amount of salary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what's going to have to happen. So you're going to so you're going to be the team dealing, for example, dealing Kyle Palmieri to Vegas, for example. Just, just throwing out the <laughs> oh, Hold on. I mean, hold on. Let, let, let me pull this out. So you're going to have to take a bad contract from Vegas. Vegas is a bad contract. Vegas is worse contracts, Nick Holden. Legitimately, that's their worst contract. You're going to have to take a bad contract from Vegas, possibly Mm. with years on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. No, You, you just send them Nick Holden. So, so you take two hundred thousand bad contract back. You eat some salary cap room on Palmieri. Mm-hmm. But to do that, Vegas is going to have, or whatever team it is that's trading for Palmieri, is going to have to give you a real sweetener to facilitate that deal. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's only at 4.6 halfway through the year. Oh, let's see. There's a way. Remember, remember, and remember, they're not getting they're not getting their full salaries either. No. There used to. I know in football, there's a way like you can actually like play with it. And, like, oh, if we make this move, how much will be here? Um. I don't feel like doing that. It's too much to do, Mark. But if they trade a Kyle for, by then Vegas should have, see if they just LTIR'd fucking um, 
Leonard. Leonard. Man, that would have saved them so much money. That would you that right. if that was the potential deal to be made, you wouldn't even mm. have to worry about it at that point. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll have to look into this. We'll have to look into the cap space closer to the closer to the trade deadline because you know teams are going to be you know teams are going to be monkeying. They're going to be finding ways to monkey around like they do every year. You know, yeah. monkey around with this cap. I mean, it's going to be they, the, the day before the trade deadline or two days before the trade deadline. There are going to be so many paper transactions. I mean, it's going to get your head spinning with this guy going taxi squad. This guy's going to the American Hockey League. This guy. Go, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely out of control with teams trying to manipulate cap space. You know, here, here's the thing too. To, if guys are on the COVID list, why can't you put them in? Like, mm-hmm. They could have legitimately put like Tomas Nosek on the on the LTIR. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know about what the deal is with that, George. I don't. Because like you could have moved that, that was... or Leonard. Like Leonard is a five million dollar cap hit this year. Mm-hmm. His salary this year is only three mil. Mm-hmm. Right. So like he's he's got an escalator in his, but it's you know they still do the you know whatever it is it's divided by years. Yeah. 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 So if you could have like I don't know like and the funny thing is I sent this to somebody I sent this to Ryan Wallace of the um, Vegas post game show. I mm. said why don't we LTIR Leonard? Right, the games mm. are stretched out enough. And, mm-hmm. like, it would have been perfect. Like, if Leonard had they made the move for Leonard, he would come back, like, this week. Right? You're not looking mm-hmm. to get them back anyway. You could have saved yourself the 24, the, the, the 24 days, the 10 games he would have missed, because mm-hmm. he legitimately would have missed 10 games. You had, And then you have back-to-back this weekend. Right? Like, this next coming week, Vegas has a back-to-back. You bring him mm-hmm. back then, that's his 10 games. Mm-hmm. Or God forbid you mm-hmm. play either Oscar Dansk or you know Dylan Ferguson mm-hmm. or somebody. Mm-hmm. And God forbid you play them one game, right? Mm-hmm. You get flower break. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I, there's that, that's just stupid shit. Like to me. Like they could have done yeah. that, they could have got the space so that if this was the potential move to make, then that's what you do. Right. But nobody, nobody's taking on money. Nobody is taking on money at the trade. I will. Well, let me not. Let me say this. I will be shocked if anybody takes on. Contractual obligations mm-hmm. past the end of this year with the with a flat cap for next year. Unless you were a team that has money Unless coming off next year, correct, and, correct. And, and and literally, I think if you're uh, just to use Vegas for the example here. Because I'm looking at it. It's not like I'm, I'm doing it. Like an Alec Martinez. Hey, we'll give you a one-year deal this year. The cap goes mm. up in two years. We'll have some money available. Mm-hmm. You know, flowers up after next year. Take a one-year 
three million dollar deal this year. Mm-hmm. Right. The following mm-hmm. year, we'll give you a three year deal at five apiece. You know, kind of like you did with Leonard this year. Hey, hey, we want you to stay. We don't want you to hit free agency. But let, let, let's make this happen. We like you here. Right. Or, or, or we'll give you we'll give you the one year at three with incentives that'll incentives again. I don't know how the cap works. I, I'm not a capologist. I, I admit that. But, mm-hmm. but you know, bonuses that carry over into twenty two, twenty three. You know, at a at a million to make, kind of make the money work for you. You know what I'm saying? You make the money yeah. work for the player. They're easy bonuses to hit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of how you bridge the gap there. You know, until you can go until the cap goes up and you can you can go ahead. I'll give you one team that's got mo- a lot of money coming off the book mm-hmm. at the end of the year, and that's the Rangers. Rangers have mm-hmm. a lot of money coming off. Yeah. Because right now they have about 10 to $11 million on their cap that's dead money, most of which from Henry. Yeah. I believe easily eighty to eighty to ninety percent of that comes off next year. Mm-hmm. So they're one of the few teams that's going to have money. But I don't see them taking on any I, I don't see that team being the one that takes somebody else's you know, bad contract in order to facilitate a deal to get somebody out of town. To get somebody out of town. Yeah, you know, and, and let's not forget, even even with saying that, with the Rangers too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still on the hook. You have Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk's money drops off the cliff and gain like after, after four point six like- this year just from him. It's six this year from him, and I believe it's six and a half from Henrik. No, it's four coming off the books this year for Henrik. So they're going to have money. Yeah, but, I, but I they also have – the, the Rangers also have like 13 guys signed for next year. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like the thing, too, that you really have to think about is – all right, so if you have money coming off next year, mm-hmm. what do you have to do to field a mm-hmm. field a roster? You know, but mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you said, that that's something that we could legit. You know, it, that's not shit for tonight. You know, because God, we have weeks until the trade deadline, and you know, we could definitely talk well, about that. So we got six so weeks, we get, really. Just, yeah, I'm just looking at it. I'm, I'm just looking at it real quick. Unrestricted is Phil DiGiuseppe, Johnny Brosniak, Jack Johnson, and then you have to re-sign at the end of the year. You have to re-sign Libor Hayek if you decide you want to bring him back. Ryan Lindgren has to be re-signed. Oh, thanks for bringing up Lindgren. Jack Johnson, Brendan Smith and Jack Johnson are going Uh, Mm bye-bye. You have to re-sign Shesterkin. 
and you have to you have to figure out what you're going to do with Buchnevich. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, this is an expansion mm-hmm. year, and mm-hmm. what are we going to do with who teams are going to make available for Seattle? Who are you going to protect? Like, that's even, mm-hmm. I mean, that you know, that's, we're now putting the cart before the horse here. Right. We so can definitely have, look at that in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah, real quick. You have compliance buyout money coming off the books for well, Brad Richards is up. Yeah, so you have 300,000 coming off the books for Ryan Spooner. You have Shattenkirk going from 6 million to a million four. So mm-hmm. you gain about and then you have Lundquist going from 5.5 to 1.5. So yeah. you about, you're right about 4 million savings. They get about $8 million worth of savings there. Yeah, where, you know, like a team like Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, they have Dylan Coglin's an RFA. I think it would behoove them to sign him because <laughs> he's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Alec Martinez mm-hmm. is UFA. Mm-hmm. Um, That's called Creative Cap. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. Just real quick, you look at a team like Tampa, you got Coleman and Barkley Goudreau who are unrestricted free agents at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Cal Foots restricted. Curtis McElhaney. Uh, and they, and Vinny, yeah, no money. They, and they got no compliance buyouts right now sitting there. Yeah, so, Vegas I mean, has gonna... one in Tomas Tatar, who is the worst fucking worst trade in their history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, to get away from that, um, mm. I Bruin Bruins played two really crappy mm-hmm. games in New York, and tonight they played. Phenomenal Bruins hockey, which you kind of figured was going to happen. I mean, like, you know, start the season off as hot as they did. You know, you figure they'd cool off a little bit, you know, after a trip to Tahoe and everything, and then they get fucking waxed by the Islanders and the Rangers in two games, you know, by a total score of 13 to 4, and they were bad third period. Like, the Islander game was 2 2 going in the third. Next thing you know, the Islanders were like, fucking Oprah's favorite thing. You get a goal, and 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 you get a goal. I mean, it, right. it was and, terrible and the Rangers game, was, the Rangers game was, two, was, was them down 2-1 with about with about five minutes to go in the second, and the, the floodgates blow open. You know, and then tonight they come out and play a great game. But I, I do have a problem with something I saw in the game tonight. Okay. And I think you know me long enough to know exactly where I'm going to go. Plus, I, mm-hmm. I sent you what my, th- yeah. my thinking was. Um, yeah. Fucking Ryan Lindgren fucking turtled tonight. First he puts Richie on top of his goaltender and knocks Georgiev out of the fucking game for a period. Mm-hmm. You know, for the rest mm-hmm. of the first. And then yeah. when you know, uh, Richie wants his pound of flesh, which he deserved, Lindgren mm-hmm. turtled. And then I gotta listen to Brian Boucher say how he plays the game right. 
I'm sorry. But that's why the NHL needs enforcers. Because that was a bullshit move. And then Brendan Lemieux at the end of the game pulling something that his father would have pulled. That was crap, too. Well, well, okay. So, 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 so let's, I didn't see the Brendan Lemieux thing. So I, I can't comment this, on that. I can, I, all I can say on Brendan Lemieux is if he doesn't watch himself, he's going to be sitting in the press box once they start getting healthy bodies back. Because remember, you know, Panarin's, Panarin's out in, in Russia dealing with whatever, you know, personal, mm-hmm. personal business he's got to deal with. And, and, and Capo Caco, right, is on COVID list, and Filipino's going to be back on, on Tuesday. So, okay. and, and Vitaly Krasov right now is in the KHL playoff, in a four-game KHL playoff, but he is looming as well down the road. For yeah. So, let's assume Panarin does come back this year. I, I, nobody knows what's going to happen with that. But let's just make the assumption Panarin comes back at some point. Yeah. You've got Panarin, you've got Kako, you've got Filipino, and you've got Kravtsov. Brendan Lemieux better watch himself because otherwise he's going to be sitting in a press box somewhere because he has done some stupid things this yeah, and, okay. and, and and I look at him in this way. There's no he to me, you know. It's funny. I was talking to, to Lakator about him, and mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. just said the word Matt Cook. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be in the same. I don't want to be even mentioned in the same breath as Matt Cook. But that's what he mentioned him as. That's a Matt Cook. The shit he did tonight at the at the at the final horn, going mm-hmm. up against um, Richie, was was some Matt Cook shit. Mm-hmm. And and you, and, know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, you have ahead. to so you have you have to assume from David Quinn's perspective that Johnny Brozniak is going to be the first guy out of the lineup when Filipino comes back. Yeah. Assume, but again, Lemieux has never has never been one of these guys that the, the coach likes very much. Yeah. Okay. See Tony D'Angelo as a TDA is another guy in that little, you know, that that little that doghouse. And so, could I see Brendan Lemieux? being taken out of the lineup for Phil, for Filipino for that reason? Yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could. No question. Now, now the thing with listen, the thing with the thing with Lingren, Lingren, Lingren defends his teammates. Lingren, Lingren is a hard-nosed player. You know what? You know what I consider Ryan? Ryan Lingren to me reminds me of Dan Gerard with a little bit more grit. Okay, he's not a number one pair defenseman. He sh- okay, he shouldn't be playing with Adam Fox. No. But they play 
so well together because they played together, on, you know, on the U.S. national team, and they played so well together the same way McDonough played so well with Dan Girardi. Yeah, he's there. And mm-hmm. right now, they don't have anybody to knock him off that perch. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, eventually, could it be Keandre Miller? Maybe. Could it be? And I don't Neil think Brunkett? he's that good either. Who, Keandre Miller? No. I think he's a liability. We'll see. But but the but the point being is, right now, you don't have anybody who plays that well with Adam Fox to knock him off that perch. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you and know what? So, Even with saying that, Scotty. Jeff Bukaboom was never on Brian Leach's level. It's just that they they played really well together. And and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't Ken Danico played for years with um Scott Niedermeyer. But you don't have mm-hmm. to be a top you know, like you don't have to have the embarrassment of riches of having Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo playing together. Like you don't have to have that embarrassment of riches. I actually wish Vegas would break them up because I think it hurts them offensively. Mm-hmm. But or, right now or, they or, need them or, because they need it offensively. Or, or or Colorado with, you know, Byron, Makar, and all those guys out there. Yeah, and, they, and yeah. all those guys are defensive liabilities. Oh, yeah, they're all defensive liabilities. Yeah, they're all defensive liabilities. Um. Look, you know what? I, I, I think he I, – I, I think you're right in a sense. I think that, that, that teams do need enforcers because I think there are guys getting, getting taken advantage of, star players getting taken advantage of or, or mm-hmm. being asked to, to defend themselves rather than, you know, have a guy to defend them. Mm-hmm. But if this game gets quicker and younger and more athletic, I don't see that coming back, George. I, I, I don't. I don't oh. see the NHL going back to the point where the fourth line is made up of, you know, a seven that, 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 that is a penalty killer. You know that could win a face-off and 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 two goons. No, no, I don't want goons back in the NHL. I definitely don't want goons back. But mm-hmm. like, I want find me Dan Lacatorre is the perfect example. A guy mm-hmm. who had skill. It's just that he put, mm-hmm. like if Danny played if Danny was ten years younger. Mm-hmm. Right when his like or, or or ten years later, right when his career was starting, he would have started like post lockout. Mm. Danny would have found a great. Not to say like he's got the skill of Brad Marchand, but mm. Danny would have found the play to be in the league. Mm. Like Danny, Danny could throw the hands if he needed to, and he's gonna love when he listens to this. And I'm actually saying this. Um. But, like, not only could Danny throw hands if he had to, but Danny had skill. I mean, you look at you look at some of the goals he had when he was playing with the Rangers, especially when he was with, like, Kobe and Mess. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the one he had in Pittsburgh, I still don't know mm-hmm. how he put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, he scored a bunch of goals against Marty. You know, like the guy could put the puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. But there's no – no, I, I don't want the Bob Probers and the Ty Domi's back, those guys who were fucking mm-hmm. goons. Mm-hmm. I don't want those guys back in the NHL. I, I the, But I want somebody who can – you know, Trent Frederick, he, he's coming along for the Bruins. Yeah. You know, Tommy Wilson, you know, I think Tommy mm. Wilson is a fucking goon, right? Mm. But mm. Yeah, I, with the team he's on, like if Tom Wilson wasn't on Washington, are we even talking about Tom Wilson? No, he's a fucking goon at that point. But yeah, on that he, team, he, he works well. He He's there to ride shot. He's there to ride shotgun and protect Ovi. Yeah. And, and, and again, nothing wrong with that. Like, no, like, and, 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 and listen, listen. When you put guys, and, and Pittsburgh did it for years, putting putting guys on, on a wing with Sidney Crosby, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who you sat there and you're like, who, uh, you know, uh, and they David made Clarkson. names for, yeah, David Clarkson they is the names, best example. They made names for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they were because they were riding shot. Listen, they do that. They do that in Edmonton with guys running with guys with Zach Cassian at times running shotgun with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. You know, I no, I I agree with you. I, I, you've got to have guys on your team who can who can play the game, who are versatile. In a sense, they can they can score an occasional goal. They maybe they can kill a penalty for you. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're they're big enough. You could put them in front on a you know on a power play on a second power play unit. Brian Boyle, I'm thinking about a guy of that nature. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and when they're needed to, they can play the physical aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Because the physical aspect of the game has gone away. Yeah, and it, it, it's almost like, and you know what's the other thing I don't like, and, and we're coming up to the top of the hour, and you know, I got the part out or whatever they call it in the radio. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, like, what I what drives me nuts watching games is the clean check. Oh, I didn't like the clean check. So mm-hmm. I'm going to drop the gloves. Like, you look, it's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hour went quick. We'll be back with more yeah, of What's Brewing in Hockey right after this. I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper, proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. Twelve is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people are running out. And that's, that's heroic to me.
But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? is the number to call. Follow us on the Twitter at WBIS Radio. All right. I was astounded last night watching the Vegas Golden Knights to find out that Mark Andre Fleury has never finished above fourth in the Vesna Trophy voting. Yeah, that, that, that surprises me. Like, I get it. Like, Pittsburgh was really good all those years, but at some point, don't you just give them, like, the damn trophy? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, what point? Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, I, I would think, I mean, I would think so. I, I, I keep coming back to the fact that, that, that you need, you need strong goaltending you need strong goaltending to win in this league. I, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to beat teams in the playoffs consistently. You know, six five or or five four. You need that guy in net that's going to uh, that's going to uh, you know that's going to uh, make the big save. And, and, and Flurry did that for them. During those runs, I, I'm surprised. I, I am surprised he's never he was never finished fourth higher than fourth in the Vesna voting. You know, to me, it's like one of those things where I think you just need, and maybe this is the problem with Flurry that, like, I kind of have this thing with Flurry where he's really good. Like, I, I'll never say anything about, um, you know, Mark Andre. Um, but I'm still waiting for him to steal a playoff round. Like he's yet to do that in Vegas. Like Mm -hmm. game seven, two years ago against San Jose where the fucking tires Mm -hmm. fell off for Vegas and, you know, they were up four, nothing. They gave up five Mm -hmm. and then they tie and lose it in overtime. Like that's when all you need, in my opinion, is as a goaltender, just make one 
fucking state. One state. State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make one save. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn the tide of the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, San Jose had shit goaltending for all that time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but um, you know they made the saves when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that, and that's the thing with Flurry. Like he's always been on good teams. It's like it's really, it's always easy to overlook him, especially in the Pittsburgh years. Mm-hmm. That first year in Vegas, I don't care what anybody says, he should have won it. The second year was the year. The second year in Vegas was the year he came in fourth. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't that's think he'll ever win Vegas. it because that's it's Vegas. That first year in Vegas, he should. There's no question. That first year in Vegas, he should have won it. I mean, I mean. Well, let's not forget the fact that he missed like two months of that year. Like that's what a lot of people forget. Like they had Mark uh, PK Subban or Al Malcolm Subban and uh, mm-hmm. Oscar Dance playing goal for him. And yeah, mm-hmm. and they were still where they were. And that's 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 again that's the problem with you know that that's the problem with guys like like Flor you know some of these guys who've never won the who've never won the Vesna or never come in high enough in the Vesna voting because because of the simple fact that they get hurt and it's a regular season award so if you miss two months of the regular season. You're just you're just not going to put the numbers up. Uh, for example, uh, just just give a, a an example. Uh, last season, you know, a guy like, for example, Igor Shosturkin, who came in and was ten and two, and what you know, the, the nine twenty thirty five goals against, or whatever the save percentage and the goals against, or whatever, never played enough games to come close to getting consideration for the Vesna. Yeah. And that's the problem is, you know, if you look at it, these guys, they have great postseasons, but it's not a postseason award. Yeah. And they have great regular seasons numerically, but then you realize they've only played 35 games. And that's just, that's not going to be enough. Yeah, 35, 40 games, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be enough when... You know, you got a guy, and it wasn't it wasn't him at that time. But if you're talking about, for example, this year, the, you can't compare a guy that played 35, 40 games with a guy like Vasilevsky, who's going to play of the the whatever amount of games, what are we, 56 games we're playing, who's going to yeah. play 50 of them. And you know what? I don't know if that's the greatest thing either, um, especially this year with the compressed schedule. It's not like you're playing 70, you know, like that year Marty played 72 or whatever, Mark, fuck, 78, whatever the fuck Marty played that one year. And, mm-hmm. you know, played a lot of back-to-backs, played a lot because they just didn't have anything with them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I think the way the league has gone now to where, you know, one's everybody's got a one and one A. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of look at, like, Vegas and the fact that, yes, you know what, right now, with the fact that I think Lat Flowers played, he's played, like, seven straight games. I think he's played, like, 12 of the games that Vegas has played. Vegas played Mm -hmm. whatever games they played. Uh, But right now, I would think that Flower just, 
you know, number-wise, wins-wise, GAA-wise, save percentage-wise, I, I would think that Flowers should be in the lead, but we know they're not going to give it to Vegas because they play at 10 o'clock at night, and the boring fucking hockey media doesn't watch them enough. George, listen, there is, there is no question that there is a – there's no question that there's an East Coast bias. In mm-hmm. all, in all sports, in, in well, well, let me, let me rephrase that. In baseball, in basketball, and in hockey, there's an East Coast bias when it comes to those awards. Yeah. That 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 the media that the media that votes for those awards, a large percentage of them are East Coast media, and they don't stay up, you know, till one o'clock in the morning or or. or you know, yeah. or they cover a bad team and, you know, when the bad mm-hmm. team plays, you know, a good team, um, you know, like how many times you see where like New Jersey plays a team and they play their backup goaltender, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of look at it that way. Like, you know, Vegas, you know, if, if, Anaheim walked in the door, you know, um, like last year was a perfect example. You know, it, you had a, a Sunday night game against Anaheim. They play Malcolm Subban. That's a nationally televised game because it's a 10 o'clock game on a Sunday night. And what other game is NBC going to show? Because they can't show right. fucking Chicago again. Because Chicago probably right. played earlier that day on them. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm gonna, I, I, I didn't even write it down, but I could go there. But like you know, I mean, they they play they play Subban. The next thing you know, Subban's gone. Like Subban was traded last year at the deadline. People were going, "Why did they trade him? He just played last night because he sucked." Because if God forbid anything well, happens, Flower, you're sunk. Well, the the other thing, the other thing is, I mean, I mean, the greatest example of a guy who who should be you know talked about in the Vesna running. But he isn't because he's on the West Coast and on a bad team. It's John Gibson. John Gibson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, if Anaheim played in Vegas every night, they'd be one of the best teams in the league. Because it's just something, you know. They play Vegas really well. That doesn't mean they're good. They just play them really well. And John Gibson has been really good against Vegas because why? He's seen them for four years. And Vegas really hasn't changed much. You know, they've added pieces, no. you know, they've, but like, it's not like, what the fuck? Well, you, I mean, you've added over the four years, you've added Pacioretty, you've added uh, Petrangelo, you've added Mark Stone. I mean, you've added big pieces to yeah. that lineup. Um, but oh, but there is a, but there's a group of, of that team, Carlson, uh, Marcia Show, uh, Riley Dorn, Smith, yeah, Riley Smith that have been around there since sure since the inception, sure. You know, and that's the other thing. Like the other, you know, one of my favorite things is the um, the media bias that against Vegas because they hate Vegas. Um, you know, and, and I kind of look at it this way: like, why do you hate them? Because Toronto can't figure out how to win. Okay, that's not Vegas's problem. Oh, because they're they're, you know, 
they had a very good GM and an owner who was willing to spend money because they were the first team in the salary cap era to be an expansion team. Oh, and they spent and they want to win and, and the owner wants to win because the owner is not a spring chicken. And, you know, like my favorite was, oh, they keep getting rid of guys. They get rid of guys every year. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, who the fuck would have kept uh, Paul Stastny last year? He stinks. I think we both agree Nate Schmidt, great player, good player. Um, Nate Schmidt yeah. or Alex Petrangelo, who went in that one? Oh, Who's winning out that one? Like, that's it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, listen you, listen, you would love to be able to – you would love to be able to keep all those guys. I mean, again yeah, – you, know, you would have loved to have kept up. Nate Schmidt. Right. But in a – but, you know, you, you look at you look at what what these teams – that build and build with with all these young guys, you know. Chicago had that problem. Pittsburgh had that problem. Uh, L.A. had that problem. All of these teams that bring that that go to the bottom and then come back from the bottom and have all these high draft picks around mm-hmm. all go into the same problem. They all go into salary cap hell at one point. And, and and when you're Vegas and 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 you say, well, we have to get rid of salary somewhere. Same thing, you know. Again, Tampa got lucky, but they were they were almost in the same boat that they were going to have to get rid of, you know, the part of the, that middle, the middle of the team, you know, that 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 middle ground that helps you be so good. Yeah. Over the over those years. You've got to cut somewhere, and and that's where Vegas decided decided to cut. And quite frankly, when you have Shea, Shea Theodore and and Alex Petrangelo on your back end, you know you you can bring up figure, kids. You kind of figure that you can you can piece everything around them because they're yeah. going to play thirty minutes a night. Yeah, or at least twenty five, twenty six, and, and you know, and, and you have a guy like Alec Martinez who you traded for last year, you know, mm-hmm. because you needed him. And, and, and look, and I never thought that Petrangelo wasn't in their plans. And if they didn't get Petrangelo, they would have brought Tori Krug in, and it would have been the same. And I, you know, I kind of, I kind of would have liked the Tory Krug a little bit more, more there. But you know, I'm nothing wrong with Petrangelo saying that. Like, and this is where a good GM to me, does a great job. Like Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee have done a tremendous job there. John Davidson and the group at the Garden have done a tremendous job there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, hell. I'll, 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 okay, I'll argue with you. I'll, I'll, I'll argue with you on the group at the Garden on one, on one thing. They've okay. done a great job of assembling the team. They, yeah. they, they they've done a terrible job behind the bench. He's awful. I have, I don't have I don't see I don't have as big a problem with um, him as Ranger fans do for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't watch them every night. You know, like I, I watch them when they're playing. Uh, just, yeah, they they they, 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 they he <clears throat> he reminds me of Tom Rennie trying to become John Tortorella. <laughs> 
Um, I could probably get Lakator on to tell stories about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean that 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 that's what he reminds me of. He's trying. He's not. A, he's trying to be. A, you know, he's trying to be a hard ass, but he's not a hard ass. And 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 and, and as I said, and I'll get off this. This as I said last week, the guy that kept this group together. Mm-hmm. He's no longer there. So the guy that the head coach basically, and, and I understand about how he was playing and, and, and all this stuff, but the guy that the head coach basically buried in oblivion were yeah. Alexander Georgiev and then Igor Shosturkin, but who kept the team together. Yeah, it's no longer there. Okay. He's no longer there. And yeah. you're seeing the ill effects of that. And until you get rid of the guy that the leadership group of this team, and I really believe this, George, I really believe the leadership group of this team wants this coach out because of what he did. Last year to hand. Until you get that done, if you're Jeff Gordon and John Davidson and Chris Drury, there's no leadership group. There's no yeah. Leadership. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's that bad though. I, but again, I don't know. I don't, I, I, you know, like I follow the Rangers enough because they play in my backyard, you know, I, and I'm not like you who follows the team. DQ was brought in at the start of a rebuild, you know, took the job. And you know what? Maybe it is kind of like Reading where you need to bring in a torch or Laviolette or somebody like that. I, I, I look. I, I look at what the other team that plays in that building has been able to do this year mm-hmm. by bringing in a GM, management that, that the players respect, and bringing in a head coach that the players respect in Tom Thibodeau. And there are mm-hmm. 500 teams, and they're in the playoffs right now. The point is, is that this team probably has more pieces in place right now than that team did when that group inherited it. Yeah. But now, I, I, but let, let's let's say this though, Scott. Mm-hmm. This year for DQ is a no win. Like yeah. the fact that Montreal fired. Um, Cause Julian was it was an embarrassment, right? Like I, yeah, I don't know. Listen, unless listen. of course it was simmering, and you should have done it last year. Well, if that was the case, then you should have done it after last year. This is, if right. you listen to and, and and if you listen to the to one of the one of the guys that I do trust when it comes to reporting on stories, and that's Elliot Friedman, out of mm. out of you know the NHL Network and Hockey Night in Canada and everything like that. If he hadn't, if there hadn't been a 2014 playoff last year and he hadn't won a round last year, 
this would have happened before. So this and why not do, But why not do it last year, though? Why do it this year? Like, you, they had a great start. It was like they were kind of just looking for, like, when can we do this? And, and you know, and that... Because, there's an, because there, was an issue, there was an issue what it came down to, and it was the same, same thing we just talked about, but it ended up being in the opposite direction. There was an issue between the star goaltender and the head coach, and the star goaltender had enough clout with management at that point, mm-hmm. and it made the most sense to fire the coach because they weren't getting re- they they couldn't get rid of the goaltender, and the new the new interim coach they that they brought in who may or may not have you know been the star goaltender's choice. If he doesn't start playing well, and you know who you are, Carey Price, mm-hmm. it's not going to matter for him either, because he's going to be looking for a job too. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Patrick Kane on scoring his 400th goal in the NHL. Oh, uh, he scored 400 times. Okay. He just he just got it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You look at certain teams, and Chicago's one of them. Mm-hmm. You look at certain teams. And, and and don't get me wrong, Chicago, I have a feeling Chicago's going to make the playoffs this year, probably by default, probably by the fact that the, the rest of that division Stinks. is just so bad. Mm-hmm. When you get by Carolina, Florida, and Tampa, everybody else, and Chicago's playing the best of all of that group. You know, and, and here's the funny thing, and I guess you saw the sheet, the note I sent you. Um, congratulations, Dallas. Welcome back to Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they wrote a hot goaltender last year to the Stanley Cup final and really, to me, weren't even the best team out of the West. It's just that no. the team that they beat was coming off of playing Thatcher Demko, who, oh, by the way, Vancouver, you had a goaltender and you got rid of him um, for Thatcher Demko and Braden Holpe, and neither one of those guys are any good anymore. There's a reason why no. Braden Holpe was available. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other thing is, the other thing is, um, you know, you, you you look at you look at Dallas. The, the fact is, is that Dallas, you know, uh, Dallas in the in the in the Western Conference Final beat a Colorado team that was down to their yeah, not and, they, and and they, they beat Vegas so, after Vegas had a grueling seven game series against Thatcher Demko, who was stood on his head, and and you could tell the guys on Vegas whenever they scored, it was like they scored the game winner in the Stanley Cup Final because. That was a team last year that could score at will and score when they needed to, and Demko stood on his head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't think Dallas is that great. <laughs> I don't think no, and they're still missing Tyler Sagan. There, there. There's a reason Anton Hudobin, before he started in the playoffs last year, he never started in the playoffs. There's yeah. a reason for that, folks. Just saying. There's no Ben Bishop. Hudobin is a 500 goaltender at best who mm-hmm. got hot. 
you yeah. know, Vegas, Vegas was worn down. Colorado was down to their third goaltender. You know, yeah. and then they finally met. Then they finally met Tampa. Mm. You know, and then we figured out what Dallas was—that they were just lucky rather than good. And mm. yes, they were. They were supposed to be. They were supposed to be good enough to be the fourth team in that division. I agree. I agree. You look at Nashville rebuild. Major rebuild needed in Nashville. Detroit by the way, a major rebuild. By the way, we don't think can, can we just say this? Kudos. Kudos to John Hines for destroying another organization. Mm-hmm. So in the end, would you rather have that be you cast off or the one you have as a Ranger Ranger fan? Because I'd rather have DQ. I'd rather have I'd rather have DQ I I'd rather have DQ than John Hunt. But that's not saying a lot. No, it's not. But it's still saying something. No, it is. But but Detroit stinks. Colorado uh, Detroit stinks. Uh, uh, Nashville stinks. The team that the team that you again, when you look at it, the two teams you would have thought that would have been ahead of Chicago would have been Columbus and Dallas. And I don't know what's going on in Columbus. Oh, it's it's it, we both know what's going on in Columbus. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. It is the head coach has definitely worn out his welcome amongst mm-hmm. the players. Like mm-hmm. the fact of the fact that the organization Sided with the head coach over the player in Pierre Luc Dubois, mm. mm. and then the player, and then the head coach gets Patrick Laine, mm-hmm. and immediately benches him. Mm-hmm. What is an owner? What is an organization? Do you go? Fuck! What are we gonna do with this asshole? Because to me, well, it's fuck. What are we gonna do with this asshole? That's another. That's that's another one. That's another head coach that I believe. That I believe. Uh, again, I believe this this season is so different. You know, with COVID and everything that's going on. Yeah. That I don't think another head coach is going to get fired besides Flo Jr. I, I I don't think they're going to. At the, right now. But I will say over now. I will say this. Columbus doesn't make the playoffs, and I don't think they will. No. He's got the end of the year. He's got I mean, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Dallas, who's in eighth place in that division, has seven games in hand on Columbus. They have Mm -hmm. six games in hand on Chicago. They have three games Mm -hmm. in hand on Tampa. You know, like at some point, if Dallas can get healthy, and let's say they go, you know, four and three in those games, that mm-hmm. puts them in fifth above Columbus. 
Nashville and Detroit mm-hmm. are going to be playing for last place at the division by the end of the year. Correct. Correct. No question. No question. No question. And, 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 but, but I do think, I do think that Chicago's got a shot at making the playoffs only because the teams underneath them are that bad. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and you really look at it like Columbus minus 15 goal differential, Nashville's mm-hmm. minus 22, Detroit's minus 20, or no, Nashville's minus 15, Detroit's minus 22. They're losing five to one now. So it's mm-hmm. 26, you know, and Chicago will go up to plus three or whatever. And Dallas, who's in last place, is at plus one. But, you know, it's – you know, Carolina's ahead of – you know, Carolina's going to be in fourth. Carolina, I could see missing the playoffs. Which then brings me to the worst fucking division in hockey, and that's a stupid Scotiabank North – conference, where Edmonton's uh-huh. in second just by attrition because everybody else stinks. Yeah, well, listen, Edmonton's in, Edmonton's in second because they're getting a lick of goaltending, and they have two of the top five players in the NHL, and McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Okay. Toronto's going to take that Toronto's going to take that division and run away with it. There's yeah. no question in my mind. They're going to they're run away in hockey. And here's the sad part then, about that. Then they play Montreal. If if the season ended today, they play Montreal. Yep. Boy, that could be a series. Yeah, there is a be. chance that Toronto cannot does not get out of the first round again this year. That could. You know, you know, and like you know, Pittsburgh is like two points behind Philly, but Philly has games in hand on everybody. Pittsburgh has games in hand on its leaders. And then you look at, like, the West, who everybody has to play games, except for Arizona and Anaheim somehow are the only teams that haven't gotten the COVID yet. Um, Here you go. The game, games, games played leader, okay? So yeah. Toronto, that entire Scotiabank division, Montreal and Winnipeg have two to three games in hand on Toronto and Edmonton. In the West, Arizona, Anaheim, and St. Louis have played 21 games. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's the that's the most in that division. In the East, the Islanders and Washington also have played 21, and then the Central, Columbus and Detroit have played 23. I, yeah, I mean, again, the, the problem, the thing about the Canadian division is Ottawa is exactly where everybody thought they were going to be. They're at the yeah. bottom of the division. They, they, they're going to be good in a couple of years. Don't get me wrong. They'll be good in a couple of years, but they're not ready for prime time now. And mm-hmm. Vancouver, is, it's, it's showing the mistake they made not paying Jacob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. And Calgary, Calgary is as big a mess as anybody. Yeah. Because they, they went out inside Markstrom – to, to particularly eliminate the problem they've been having in goal. Mm-hmm. And they're still not in the playoff spot. No. And, and, and you know, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg loses line A, spends 
basically three weeks without with without uh, 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 you know uh, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois comes back yeah. and injured again because he was out for three weeks you know waiting to get through COVID protocols. We all know Montreal's not that good. We pretty much know Edmonton's not that good. Yeah. I mean that's a big that, that division is it it's Toronto and a bunch of uh, and a group of nobody. Yeah. But you're right. But you're you're absolutely right here. Mm. I don't want to be I don't want to be Toronto and have to face in a seven game series Montreal because of the rivalry aspect of it or Edmonton because you got to spend every night worrying about McDavid and Drysdale. Yeah. Um, let's see. The NHL did a terrible job of scheduling last night. 28 to 31 teams played. Been only six games today. Um, hi. You, you should have had other games on tonight. Or not play the game up against the uh, PWHPA game at the Garden or something. I don't know. That's on. If you cared. <sighs> Yeah, 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 that's that's about as much as I want to talk about that, Scott. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. I know they don't want to play a ton of back-to-backs. They're trying to do the the either the the Saturday, Monday, or whatever. Play Friday night. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't. I. I. I, Again, part of the problem is we're 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 using these are multi-purpose buildings. You've got other. You got the NBA. not concerts anymore, but you got the NBA in you know in in, in a lot of these buildings, and you have mm-hmm. to you have to do the juggling act with with that and everything like that. Not in Canada, but you know in the United States, and and you know I I, I don't know. I mean, the schedule is the schedule, and we 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 can complain about it every year. We can complain about the same crap with the schedule. You know, you look at it, you know, Monday night is always one or two games and then Tuesday night all of a sudden it's, you know, half the league three quarters of the league plays and Wednesday you have two games because of Wednesday night hockey and yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. Like, again. We've been thinking every year. Um yeah. So San Jose St. Louis last night was an absolute barn burner of a game that should never have been yeah. an absolute Barn burner of a game. Uh, Jordan Bennington losing his mind when he got peeled, when he got pulled was great. Um, mm-hmm. oh, that was Patrick, Kane is still a piece of shit. Um, I think if you give up six goals to Ottawa or San Jose this year, you should be relegated to another league. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like if you're the team that scores six and loses a game seven to six, you should be definitely relegated to the ECHL because San Jose is a fucking joke. And Pete DeBoer should thank his lucky stars every fucking day that he got fired from that job. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, hey, you know what's a great thing there, Scotty? What's that? Fans are back in building. I think we're in agreement. I think we could be probably be in agreement that California is the last state that will allow fans in the buildings, and Canada will yeah. not let fans in the buildings. So that, that those two, um, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, you've now welcomed people back. You wake you you uh, welcome the Golden Maniacs back into the building this week 
do you not wear the red, the gold and the red jersey this week and don't even think about breaking out the fucking gray jersey? Like tomorrow night, there is no way if I'm the Vegas Golden Knights that I'm wearing anything, anything but the gold jersey. And then Wednesday Ooh, night, they break out the reds. Yeah, I can see I can yeah, see, no I can chance. see that. You know, you know I, I would like to see, and I don't think the NHL will do this, because mm-hmm. I believe that teams are, are limited to wearing the reverse retros six times this year. I, I think that's the number. number yeah. Vegas is worn yeah. twice. I would love. Oh, by the way, you know who hasn't worn their reverse retros yet? The Devils and Anaheim Ducks. Oh, really? Those Anaheim retros are horrible. Oh, those Anaheim retros. Which, whoa, 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 whoa. You leave Wild Wing alone. That jersey was awesome in the 90s. <laughs> I um, love that jersey. Eat a bag of dicks if you're going to rip on fucking Wild Wing. Fuck, jerk uh, off. I, I, I wish the league would allow teams to... And I know that it, I know it has to do with the fact that some of them are white and 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 all that that. That was your fault, the, NHL. With with the training staff, we're working with the equipment staff to make sure that gets you know that teams get the right you know wear the right jerseys, especially you know if they're the road team coming into a building. But yeah. I wish I wish the league would allow teams. To wear those reverse retros more, because some of them. Oh, here's the reason why they don't do that. Because Adidas didn't think they were going to be that popular and didn't make enough. Mhm. I'll leave that there and wait for your phone call. Yeah. I'll wait for you to answer on the other side. Yeah. No, well, you know, and and teams and Adidas and fanatics, which is why I said fanatics sucks on this. Fanatics didn't make the reverse retro training tops, hoodies, shit like that, mm-hmm. readily available to the mass consumer. No, they did not. The only place I not. saw the head of Red Vegas shirt was Dick's. How does Dick's Sporting Goods get that and not like the Vegas team store? Or, I don't know, NHL shop? How the fuck does that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. And that's the – you know what, George? That's the problem with the way these leagues have gone, mm-hmm. that everything is under one – that basically they're, these leagues, these team stores are being run by fanatics. Mm-hmm. So there is there – is, in all honesty, there is very little difference – from walking into the team store at T-Mobile Arena or Madison Oh, no, Arizona. they run their own. Vegas runs their own. Here's the funny thing. The Vegas Golden Knights team stores, there's the Arsenal at T-Mobile Arena. And the – no, right. hold on. Hold on. I want to get this right. The Ar- fuck. Armory at T-Mobile Arena – and the Arsenal at City National Arena mm. are not one in the same. So you can okay. order online from the T-Mobile Arena, but you cannot order online from the Arsenal, which is allowed to order its own shit. Mm. 
as opposed to it's fucking mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. <laughs> like they make this really nice OGO backpack at the um, mm-hmm. at the Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one at the at the City National. You can't buy it mm-hmm. unless you go out to Vegas. That's <laughs> no fucking sense. Oh God! All right. Yeah, I know. So that's why fanatics suck. Hit everything on the fucking checklist. That's awesome. Oh, one more. No, I don't want to do that. That's annoyed me all day, but fuck it, I don't want to do it. Um. All right. Our Sidney Crosby debate that we started at the beginning of the show, and we said we would save for the back half of the show. Here we are. We're at the back half of the show. I'll throw out names to you. You say yes or no. Okay. Connor McDavid. Yes. Ovi. Yes. Dreisaitl. Yes. Stammer. What are we talking? Top what? Top 20? I'm saying, all right, so we were talking about Crosby, right? Mm -hmm. And I say he's definitely in the team picture. So if we're doing the team picture, right, of 25 guys. Top 25. Top 25. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was like a person. All right, so let's see. Hold on. Let's do this right now. CMD. um, Who fuck up? OV. Stammer. And then the two guys from Edmonton. Dry sidle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't spell it right, but I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I didn't either. We're definitely putting Sid the Kid in there, so that's an easy one. Yep. Um, Kane. Oh, God. I don't even know if I put Jonathan Taves up there anymore. No. No, I don't. I don't. Pasta. Yes. I think Pasta's in the top five. I would definitely put Pasta in the top five. Close. Definitely close. If not there, if not number five. Six. Six. Yeah, close. Austin Austin Matthews. JT? Tavares? Yeah. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I'll give you a name that may surprise you, Matty Barzell. You know what? It, it, top twenty, top 25, yes. I would, I would agree with you on Barzell. I would agree with you on Barzell. Yeah. Stone? Yes. Devil fans would say that Nico Heischer's in the top five, you know. God, no. <laughs> I just turned around like the, you know, the cheapest fucking Dale Earnhardt grin and just looked at my wife and all I got was flipped off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Keep throwing out names. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Michael. Team picture, yes. I definitely would put Sid Braden. above him. Braden Point. Mm, 
Kucherov? I didn't put him in there only because he wasn't playing this year. But but if you want to put him in there, yeah, okay. You yeah. want to take point down and put Kucherov in there? Oh yeah, I'd put I'd take I'd put Kyle Palmieri above point. Uh, I'd put Patches above point. I'd put Theodore above point. I'd put Petrangelo above point. Mitch Marner. I'd put, five guys, I'd put him above point. That should have been the fucking line. Marshy, I'd put above him. Bergeron, I'd put above him. I got, uh, I got uh, uh, Panarin. Yeah, Scotty, I don't see what people see in him. In Panarin, I tell you, yeah, I, I really don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I think Alex DeBrinket's going to get there. He's having a hell of a he's year. He's not there. No, yeah, he's, he's not, not there, there yet. yet. Um, Sebastian Ajo? Best 25 in the league. No. I don't, I, 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 I've been trying not to do this, but let me just look at something. Yeah, you, you too young on Kalmakov? Overall, I think too young. Like, if you're going to go that way, I put Landeskog there ahead of him. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Uh, Victor Hedman. Definitely. Yeah, he's one of the best it, defensemen in the league. Three, four, five, six, like if you seven, ask me, if you ask me about defensemen, like if I were going defensemen, I don't even know if I'd have Kale McCarr up there with defensemen yet. Top twenty-five defensemen. Well, if you're going oh, top twenty-five, yeah, I would go top twenty-five. But he'd have to. I mean, there's a lot of guys ahead of him, though. Like, I, I put 15, Quinn Hughes up there. I didn't even start writing him. I just figured we'd start throwing guys' names out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got 15. I got 15. Do we, are we putting Panarin in or no? I don't see it, but I won't. That's not a hill I'm willing to die on. So, if we're putting Panarin in, I got 16. I got, all right. You want, you want to put Marshan in there? I'll give you Marshan. I, I don't know why you wouldn't put Martian in there. Gives you 17. Now it gets uh, tricky. Now, I mean, Ryan I mean, O'Reilly. All right. Shifley. Backstrom. Huberdo. No, I don't like Huberdo. I'll, t- I, I'll take back. I like I'll Huberdo. Backstrom. I'll tell you one thing with Huberdo. He gets no love because of where he plays. If you want to, if you want to take anybody from Florida, I'll take. I, take X, I think I'll take Ekblad. I'll take Ekblad over, over Hoover now. I don't like Ekblad. He's a fucking cunt. Uh, Barkov is pretty good too. I don't think he's top twenty-five. No, I don't think he's that good. But I, I would take Hoover up there. 
I mean, you think about this year, he's a, he's over a point a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's ninth in scoring goal, right now. The only goalie, the only goalie I would take would be Vasilevsky. Flower. Flower. I'd put flower in there. Will you put? I'd put flower there. Uh, my problem with Vasilevsky is, you know what my problem with Vasilevsky is? It's the same thing we said before about flower. He's always played on really good teams, and you don't know how how good he really is. True. No, I can give you. I can give you that. I can give you that. I can give you that. This this gets hard. I, I yeah, it's got a little bit harder than I thought because it would be. You know why? You know why? Because you because you, you start with you start to throw out names, and then you sit there and go, mm, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, all right, here you go. Flowers played 12 games this year. He's got a 9.41 save percentage and 1.59 goals against. Wow. First in the league in both. Wow. Vasilevsky's right. granted. Vasilevsky's played in 16 games. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 and three. Uh, one overtime loss. Um, he's definitely seen a lot more rubber to get to that 938 and 175, but. In saying that, is it is it um, Flowers' fault that they also have Robin Leonard? No. Like to me, I think the, I think they're at this point. Tuka Rask is I think in the last year of his deal. Boston needs to start looking yeah. for a goaltender. Aren't they both in the last year in their deals? Yeah, but who the fuck cares? But, Scotty, who the fuck cares about right. fucking Yarrow Halak? Like, Yarrow Halak, we saw what he was last year. He's a great backup when you need to play him against New Jersey. He's not a good goaltender when he has to play a playoff caliber team. Yeah, they're both they're both up at the end of this year. Yeah, they're going to have to start looking for a goaltender. Um Jordan Bennington's come back to earth after that great first year he had, where mm-hmm. and that was just a magical run. Uh, so who do we have? We have CM. Uh, here we go. CMD, Drysdale, Marner, Matthews, Kane. Would you say Shifley? Another guy who plays in a place that's not helping him out in this discussion. Yeah, you want you want to get say Shifley? All right, I'll give you Shifley. Uh, Nick Backstrom. Right. I say Huberto, Marshy. Um, Johnny Hockey's fell on off so much. Nate McKinnon, yes. Stammer, maybe. Ryan O'Reilly, definitely for me. Um, I'm just going through right the top Elias 15 Petter- points. Elias, Elias Pedersen. By the way, way to go, Devils. That's who you should have fucking drafted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Pasta, Bergie, Marsh. I think you mm-hmm. have to put all three of those guys on any list. Bergeron's the best 
two-way center in the game. I yeah, think Nate no, McKinnon's yeah, the I'll best player in the game. I'll, 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 go, I'll go there. I'll, I'll give you all three of those guys. Yeah, I'll give you all three of those guys. Yeah. Like, I think, McKin- I think McKinnon's the best all-around player in the league. Huh? I think Matthews is – I think I think CMD is the best player in the league offensively. I uh-huh. think that McKinnon's the best all-around player in the game because that what he did against Vegas last week uh-huh. oh, in Tahoe. But with saying that, they played Vegas twice in four – they played Vegas four times in eight days last week. Or nine days, whatever the fuck it was. They played Sunday, and then they finished it on Monday. So eight days, nine days, whatever the fuck it was. Um, with saying that, they got shut out twice by Vegas. And in the mm. two shutouts, he was invisible. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to go goaltender stuff, definitely. Yeah, Vasilevsky would be up there. Flower would be up there. Well, I'm just waiting for Grubauer to go to shit, take a shit. I really am. So am I. So am I. I think we got room for two more on this list. Quinn Hughes. He's just a defensive liability. Yeah, if you're going to take yeah, well, Kyle McCarr, you got to take. I'll put it this way. I'll, tell you, I'll put it this way. If you're not taking Kyle McCarr, I'm not taking Quinn Hughes. Yeah. That's why I said if you're going to take – if I'm going to give you Quinn Hughes, I have to take him. And I'm okay with Kale McCarr. Right? That guy's fucking phenomenal. Like, I, the, the I'll, difference I'll you, in them – I'll give you this. If you're going to take, if you're going to take Kale McCarr, you're going to take Quinn Hughes, you probably should take Adam Fox, too. Yeah. Then, he, then give me Shea Theodore. Because, like, Petrangelo is one of the three best yeah, defensemen you, in the game. I'll give you Shea Theodore. Yeah. And then Petro, you'd have to play, because Petro is one of the top three defensemen in the game. Revo makes the best beer in the NHL. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, when you started, when you start doing this list, yeah. it's all. It's harder than you think because because think about the the, the think about you know I mean, we should have saved this for this week. We, you think about the guy who left off is, is Malkin. You put Crosby on there, but you didn't put Malkin on there. I forgot he was still playing. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we didn't put Fat Fuck Phil in there either. South Castle. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's one of the top six. I don't think he's one. Well, the thing about that, you didn't you didn't put Claude Giroux. Oh, that's because he plays in Philly, and I hate the Flyers, and I think Kevin Hayes is five times better than he is. I mean, I think Claude Giroux is getting by on the fact that of the name at this point. I think Kevin Hayes is. The, I think Kevin Hayes and JVR are the two best players on that team. Right now, I agree with you. And and, and Shane got a beer. I I I I mean, I if you wanted to go. If and Couturier. I could legitimately give you four flyers better than Kojiru. Cat a hat. 
Scotch's mm-hmm. beer. I might give you five, actually. Coates, Couturier, Hayes, mm-hmm. and um, JVR. Because to me, Giroud disappears. I'll give you a fifth. I'll give you a sixth one. Ivan Provorov. Yeah. I like Provorov better than I like Gossespierre. Gossespierre to me is kind of like I just Gossespierre to me is Kevin Shattenkirk part two. That's what Gossespierre to me is. Yeah, without going to the Rangers, and and by the way, God um, Shattenkirk. Hundred times better yep. since he left the garden. Oh yes. <laughs> like, he, like Cam Fowler and him are, are, you know, they're getting to the end of the tire wear, the tire tread. But they. Oh, by the way, you know what? Just to get off this, is Adam Henrique that bad? Like. No. No, and no. What the some fuck is Anaheim doing? No, some of these moves are some of these moves are teams like Anaheim or whoever. There were other guys that were put on waivers. You know, they, they, they're looking to move the contract. They're looking to move mm-hmm. what is what is to them is bad money. Yeah. And so, if somebody will take that money off their hands before they have to buy it out at the end of the year, which is going to, which is more than likely what's going to have to happen. We're going to, what's going to happen with him. Yeah. More power too. That's what, that's what all these, that's what, when they started, listen, Detroit did it with, uh, Detroit did it with Danny DeKaiser. They did it with, with somebody else. And then you, who you sit there and say, oh, I would take a shot. And then, then you look at the contract and go, uh, maybe not. Yeah, like to me, I saw the, I, I heard the, um, the Henrique thing come across and I said, he's on waivers. It's a shitty deal. But he'd be perfect in Vegas. <laughs> but, but, George, it goes back to what we said at the, it goes back to what we said at the beginning of the it's show. It's a fly cap shit. When we were talking about the trade deadline, yeah, that 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 in a normal year with teams having cap space and the projected cap going up, I I don't mm. know if a guy like Henry first of all ends up on waivers and second of all gets through waivers. But in this day and age, in this particular year between you know flat cap expansion draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Those guys are get, those guys are getting through. Listen, you know Anaheim's gonna put Anaheim's gonna gonna unprotect him in the in the expansion draft and hope with hopes that Seattle does them a favor. And who knows, Anaheim maybe call, you know calls up Seattle and says, "Hey, you know we'll give you a second round pick or whatever the the, the it is to take him off our hands." Oh, let me tell you. That shit is not happening again. <laughs> I can, Scotty, I can tell you that right now. 
And we will talk about that as we get closer to it. Not in a million fucking years is that happening again. Oh, shit, is that not happening? What the what George McPhee was able to do to build the Vegas Golden Knights is not going to happen in Seattle. <laughs> no, fuck, it's not. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean the? No. You mean? You mean the? You mean the? I'll take. You mean the? I'll take somebody off your hands, or I won't take somebody off your hands, but you but pay me ransomly for it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there won't be a. Please don't take Jonathan Huberto, but take Riley Smith and. Jonathan Marshall. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that just. You know, I, one last thing, and you know, and you can listen to the rest of the show in the archives. Um, the sensitive thing about don't believing like team broadcasters, they do the team spinning, but don't believe the the the, the media that are 180 percent against everything the team does because they have an axe to grind. Huh? It goes to the whole Vegas thing. Now I know I touched on it a little bit before. But the Canadian media keeps going after mm. Vegas. The Vegas mm. Golden Knights from last year to opening night this year, there were six players mm. that moved, one of mm. which was Derek Englund. He retired. Mm. They mm. traded um, Cody Eakin Nate last Smith. year at the deadline. They traded mm. Nate Schmidt. They traded right. Stastny. They traded right. Malcolm Subban. Right. I gotta think of who the fucking sixth one is. Oh, and the last one was John Merrill. Okay. So let let's look at it this way. Derek England didn't mm-hmm. play in the bubble, right? That pretty much became Zach White Cloud spot. Mm-hmm. John Merrill became Nick Hague. Right. Um Nate Schmidt became Alex Petrangelo. Correct. Malcolm Subban became Subban. Robin Leonard. Correct. Cody Eakin became Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. And who was the last one? I always fuck this one up. Who was the last one? Fuck was the last one? Oh, God. England, uh, Merrill, Schmidt, right. Cody Eakin. Malcolm right. Subban, Ingo, Schmitty, Merrill, Eakin, Malcolm. Fuck, I forget who the sixth one. I just said all fucking six. How did I do this? Yeah, I know. I know. I can't remember either. Um, it's three defensemen and a backup goaltender. Fuck. Malcolm Subban became Leonard. Right. Cody Aiken became Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. England became White Cloud. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Hold on. Myth became Peter Petrangelo. Schmitty became Petrangelo. John, John Merrill became Whiteside. White Cloud? No, you got to think like no either Merrill. All right, so Haig, 
Alhague was there last year on opening night. White Cloud was became was John Merrill. Right. Ango became Alec Martinez. Smitty became Petrangelo. Right. Malcolm Subban became Leonard. Right. Aiken became Nick Waugh. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a defenseman. I don't think it's a forward. I don't know. And they added Chandler Stevenson for nobody. That was the okay. sixth one. Okay. So let me figure out who their opening night roster was last year. BGK 19-20. So whoever was the move for Chandler Stevenson? Chandler Stevenson's uh, a forward. No, I know. That's that's the last move. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Nick Cousins. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, Nick Cousins. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Who the fuck else? What were they trade last year? Patches, Stone, Smith, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Paul Stastny. Mm Mm-hmm. That's who it was. It was Stastny. Yeah. So, yeah, about that. <laughs> Stasny, so, Stasny effectively became uh, Stevenson. No, Stevenson was there last year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He effectively became whoever the fuck you want to say it was that plays every night now. Uh, Nick Waugh. Something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, because Nick Cousins, Nick Cousins played with them in the playoffs. When when Cody Glass wasn't playing. Yeah, they played 23 players in the playoffs last year. John Merrill was one of them. Patrick Brown was one. You know, but but that's the thing. Like, I hate that fucking boring narrative that they have, that they keep fucking playing. Oh, look who they fucking got rid of. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Shut the fuck up. But, but, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. They... The, the guys they got rid of, okay, you couldn't keep Malcolm Subban because you had the two goaltenders in Flowers. No, no you made Robin, the trade. Yeah, think about it, Scotty. They traded Malcolm Subban for Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Right. So you because you couldn't because you couldn't keep the two goaltenders because you had Flower there already. Yeah, and you, you weren't going to keep Malcolm Subban because he stinks. Right. In in a in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you again we talked about this. You could have kept Nate Schmidt and still signed uh, Petrangelo, but you know we, we we all know in a cap world you can't mm-hmm. do that. So he became a cap casualty. Paul Stasny became a cap casualty because you wanted to go out and sign Petrangelo. So those yeah. two guys became cap casualties. Okay, and and, and listen, Stasny's listen. Stasny was when you would have been, you know, was was one of those guys again that we kept talking about Adam Henrique and those guys. 
who, who eventually is going to get bought out unless you have a team that's got a ton of extra cap space because his mm-hmm. contract is, is, is not worth the production that he's bringing back. Yeah. There wasn't a move that, 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 that you read, okay, mm-hmm. from Vegas' perspective that they wouldn't make again. No. No. Because the person that replaced that player mm-hmm. fit better into the current makeup of the team than the guy they sent out. Yeah. And you don't you don't you can't say that. You can't say that about every if you looked at every team in the league what they did between last year and this year. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, half the teams in the league, you would sit there and go, huh? Yeah. That move made no sense. But every move that Vegas made mm-hmm. made sense. When, and when you start looking at a cap league, whether it's the NFL or the NBA, who has all their crazy things with the mid-level exemption and this, that, and the other thing, or the NHL, okay, and you look at the bottom of the roster and Mm -hmm. realize you've got to turn the bottom of your roster over. There are going to be subtractions from the bottom of your roster because you can't fit these guys under the cap, you've got to bring in a guy who's making whatever the league minimum is, 600000 to replace a guy making $2 million because you want to bring in at the top end the guy that's making six. Okay, so according to, cap fr- he- yeah. mm-hmm. according to Cap Friendly, the Golden Knights at the deadline have $140,000. This is going to be the most boring trade deadline you've ever seen. And there's and George, there's one other thing that, that people have to realize about the trade deadline that may that may make it even more boring. Mm-hmm. You cannot trade a player from the United States to Canada because of a mm-hmm. fourteen day quarantine. Yeah. So unless the Canadian unless there's some miraculous rule change between now and then, which you and I both don't think is gonna happen. Yeah. About the Canadian border, mm-hmm. okay. There's going to be a 14 day quarantine that's going to need to be gone through in order to get that player up to Canada. You're trading for them on April 12th, meaning they can't set foot in your lineup if you're a Canadian mm-hmm. team until May 1st, with the yeah. season pretty much coming to an end eight days later. Yeah, give or take, yeah. Yeah, oh, here it is. Um, Chandler Stevenson they got for a fifth-round pick last year. Um, Alex Mar- Alec Martinez was a, was two twos. Uh, Cody Eakin was just a conditional pick. They traded for Nick Cousins. It was a fourth-round pick. And then uh, Robin Leonard for Malcolm Subban. Yeah. 
So yeah. Oh, and the Leafs acquired something. Yeah, it was a three-team deal. So, right. So, so the, listen. So the bottom line is, the bottom line is, is that if there's going to be a Canadian team, and I, and, and 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 this is not just me. I I I, I give credit to Elliot Friedman because Elliot was the first one. Friedman was the first one that brought this up. If there's going to be a trade made with a Canadian team. That trade's mm-hmm. gonna have to be made sooner rather than later. Yeah. And you look around the league at the way at the way the standings are, especially in that wild, wild west where where it looks like almost anybody can can theoretically make the playoffs. I mean, who's could who right now in the NHL? If you look at the standings, who right now is selling? Detroit, Ottawa, Ottawa. <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Who else? Oh, I have to look at the standings. San Jose. Yes. Anaheim. By the way, yeah, you think Vegas look. wishes they still had Nick Suzuki? Yes. That got your patch already. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. Well, San Jose's only played 18 games, but yeah, but I don't think they're any good anyway. No. So San Jose, Anaheim, L.A. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm, I think I LA thinks they can. I, I think LA thinks they can win. And what what is LA? LA needs to stop LA, crack. <laughs> what is it? Here's the thing, George. What does mm-hmm. LA have? If you're another team, what does LA have? Veteran Carter wise, Brown. Carter Brown, Kobe besides. Besides Brown, besides Brown, Kopitar, and and, and Dowdy, and and Jonathan Quick. Brown, Carter, Kopitar. No, no, they, and and at that point, they should let those guys ride out there. Yes, that's that's not that that's not happening. That L.A. is not happening. You want? I tell you one. You want to, mm. Anaheim is going to be good. Hmm. Anaheim's going to be very good. Anaheim's going to be good. LA's going to be good when these kids come up. Yeah. The Rangers are going to be good when everybody gets there. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? You could throw the Rangers and you could throw the Rangers into a team, be a seller at the deadline with with bargain basement guys. Somebody wants. For example, somebody wants Brendan Smith, somebody wants Jack Johnson, somebody wants, you know, some of those fourth-line pieces that they, you know, that are sitting around over there. Somebody wants something like that, maybe. But, I, I you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a I, – I, I don't – let me put it to you this way, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll save the rest for next week. But let me, let me, leave, let me say this. Mm-hmm. There may be there may be deals made, 
but I do not expect anything that's going to make you jump off your chair and go, huh, where did that come from? Yeah, the only guy that I think that could that could possibly happen with is Eichel, and I think if that's going to happen with Eichel, it's going to yeah, be sooner rather than later. Like that's not going to be a deadline deal. No, I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be an off-season deal. I think that's going to be an off-season deal. Oh no, I think that's. I think it could happen before the deadline. Well, then but then again, but 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 to make that deal you're going to have to take guys off your NHL roster and like you said mm-hmm. with the covid protocols as it is mm-hmm. are you that's why i'm saying that deal is going to be made sooner rather than later like i think the, the trade I, deadline being so late this year is a big mistake for the NHL and i i just don't think it, it, it i think the deadline's going to have to be and the moves are going to have to be made april 1st i agree I agree. Like well, I think April first well, is the real deadline. Let me let me ask let me ask you this let me ask you this one sure. this last question. Sure. Who of the playoff contenders has what Buffalo's going to want back for Ike and the Caps? Nope. Nobody. That's why I said I think it's an off-season deal. I think Eichel wants Boston or New York. He I wants, do too. Obviously Boston because he wants to be you, right? Like that's that's right. obvious. Um, right. And I think he wants Boston because he wants to play in a better market, where yep. you know he's not overlooked. I mean, he here's a guy who's one of the best players yep. in the world, and he's overlooked because he plays in Buffalo, yep. in Josh Allen's yep. town, where. You know, but if he plays in Boston, what does he do? Like, move into David Krejci's spot? Because he's not moving on that top line. Nope. Nope. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, you're think, right. It's going to have to be anything. Anything major is going to be a deadline move or it's going to have to be an offseason move. And I, I think, think a lot I of it's going to have to come after the, the expansion draft. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, I'll, and I'll leave you on this. I think it, for Ico, I think it's New York or L.A. That makes the move? Yes. I think that the Rangers are already calling. Yeah. That has what about New Jersey? Pieces. I don't think Ico goes there. I don't think he wants to go there. Well, he, has no, he doesn't have a movement clause, so he's screwed. True. All right, we'll talk about this more we next leave, week. We'll leave, we'll leave that for ne- we'll leave that for next week because I actually have to we, I actually have to sit down and figure that start to figure yeah. that out. Yeah, I have to start thinking about yeah, that I too. We, um, yeah. Before we go, big ups to uh, yeah. Boomer Naturals for the tremendous and Modern Rivals. Um, they're a store in Las Vegas, actually in Henderson. Um, that has their has gotten their hands on the um boomer naturals mask that um Pete DeBoer and coaching staff wear. Mm-hmm. Um they have hooked me up with a couple of them and they are sweet. If we're gonna be stuck in masks right. for another year, oh my God, these are so comfortable. <laughs> oh my God, they're so comfortable. They're silver infused masks. They're phenomenal. I love them. 
Um, and I got, uh, you know, I got the home jersey, I got the white jersey, I got the blue jersey, I got the red jersey. So I got every one of them. Um, yeah, thanks go. to them for uh, for hooking up here. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna be uh, putting these things on anchor, and I have to uh, at some point today, I have to cut a ad read for anchor so that when I upload this, it plays and I get money or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So that was the show, Scotty. We will do this again next week. You got it. All right, pal. All right. Night, everybody. That was the show. All right. Bye. Bye.